0: Welcome back in. Right now, 8-12 the time and 18 degrees for us out the door as many of us getting our morning started. We thank you for making us a part of your morning here at WGNS. And we just like to remind you, if you're away from the radio, you can always find us on WGNSradio.com on that live stream. You can also download the WGNS app and find us there. You can take us just about anywhere just about wherever you're going we can go there with you keep you updated on what's happening in and around Rutherford County and uh, right here in our backyard. So we get started this morning as Mike Womack joining us from uh, Feed America First and Of course, we chatted with them not too long ago, and I just wanted to follow up as our last conversation. They had uh, some things coming up this year and some great ways to give back to the community, some great ways to be a part of uh, of a great cause and and helping those we share our community with. Uh, So with that, I bring on Mike Womack from Feed America First. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for joining us this morning. And uh, you know, so from where you're at right now, uh, we were talking to Cliff Sharp just a little bit earlier this morning. How's the view for you? How are things looking snow-wise? I think uh, from the studios here, and Cliff would agree, uh, things look pretty good out there. Uh, roads are starting to clear up just a little bit for us.
1: Yeah, they're, they are getting better. Um, I, I actually live in Cookville, so I drive here every day. And and uh each day you can see a little better we were we were shut down Monday and Tuesday, but we've been here since wednesday and and it's got a little better every day of course every morning it ices over a little bit, but yeah it's it's getting a lot better.
0: All righty, so a little weather report there for us across middle Tennessee. Uh Mike, last time we spoke, we uh, you know, I gave you guys a couple minutes to kind of talk about what Feed America First is all about. If you could just kind of let our listeners know and kind of remind folks what you guys do and uh, you know, how does this past week looked for you? Probably pretty challenging and uh some some hiccups along the way as many of us have uh, experienced.
1: Yeah, Feed America First is a uh 501c3 faith-based nonprofit located here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, We've been here for 20 years, and uh, our main um, objective is to provide food to the food banks, whether it be a church or some other kind of nonprofit, 501c3, that are already serving um, people that need a hand up. Uh, We do uh, also occasionally do some um, handing out in bigger events. We'll do, you know, six to 12 a year um where we're doing two individuals but our main thing that we do is make sure that our our food banks are well equipped and well serviced with food and um so they can go about doing what they do so well
0: and what's a great way for folks to reach out to you this was a question we got last time from a listener uh but thought it was a good one what's the best way for folks to reach out to you if it is a church or a small organization to say you know hey we have these food banks we hand out food uh we'd like to tap into your guys's resources what's the best way to go about that mike
1: Probably the easiest way, um, the quickest way for someone if they don't catch catch this email real quick, of course you can email me, uh, Mike Womack at FeedAmericaFirst.com, or if you'll just remember FeedAmericaFirst.com, which is our website, and then just go on there to the staff, find me. Find, it doesn't matter who you email. Just email somebody, and uh, we can get you an application and uh, get you hooked up and, and get you some food.
0: And generally, would you guys be the ones then carrying the food around and kind of making those deliveries this week? That would uh, be a little more challenging. Have you guys had any problems uh, with the weather this week as far as uh, keeping things going?
1: Yeah, um, probably yesterday was one of the most hairiest. We uh, we got a phone call from a distribution center in Shelbyville, and, and uh, so myself and another guy got in a truck, and uh, it, it took us about four times longer than it normally does, but we got there and got back. and. And uh, ended up being around, you know, 20,000 pounds of bananas for us. So uh, it was well worth the uh, the trip. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's been a little hairy this week.
0: And I'm trying to use my imagination here as we listen with our listeners what 20,000 pounds of bananas actually looks like. That's that's quite a bit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you can think about a, a pallet of bananas is usually somewhere around um, 2,000 uh, pounds so if you know so you're basically looking to attract a trailload of of bananas. <laughs>
0: Mike Womack joining us from Feed America First, as he's our first guest this morning on the Action Line. Uh, and this is this is a question we we spoke about a little bit last time, too, but wanted to uh, reiterate for anybody who maybe missed the interview just a few weeks ago. Uh, 2021, a lot of things are up in the air, but is there anything you guys are looking at 2021-wise, any fundraisers, any events coming up uh, that folks can to get uh, tapped into and, and maybe learn a little more about you guys that way as well?
1: Yeah, there's a, a few things coming up in the next, I don't know, quarter at least uh the closest thing we've got coming to us uh we have a serve and learn actually that's going to be here at our warehouse on march 6th uh saturday march 6th and that'll be an opportunity for people to come in uh we'll be separating bulk rice and bulk beans into smaller bags and boxing them so we can give them to our ministries uh, we will we will continue to do social distancing but we can do that in our warehouse spread everybody out um, so I'll, I'll, if somebody would be interested in doing that, whether it be a group, a family, something like that, again, if you'll go to our website, look for Julie Vandal. She is our volunteer coordinator and our social media guru, and she will, uh, she'll hook you up on that. We've also got a golf tournament that's on April 26th that is in uh, Franklin, Tennessee, or actually it's at the Legends, Vanderbilt Legends Golf Course coming up that people can play in. And a new event to us this year, we're having a a shooting event at the Nashville Gun Club on May 21st. That's just kind of getting started, but you can find all that stuff on our website. Um, You can enter teams in it, or you can sponsor it, or you can just come and volunteer and be part of it.
0: Alrighty, sounds like uh, sounds like a lot of fun and a lot of great ways to uh, to get involved with what you guys have going. Uh, talk about if you would briefly the the volunteer process if folks do come in and they help you guys in the warehouse. Uh, how do they do that? Are there any age restrictions? Anything you guys need more or less as far as uh, physical ability, things like that? Uh, is it something that that most of our listeners could probably help you guys out with?
1: Yeah, it is. Um, typically, the the probably the most consistent things that people can be part of. Uh, would be on uh, during the day. Your, your opportunities are this: Wednesdays and Fridays, um, we give away from 6 a.m. to noon to our ministries that come and pick up perishables. And there's opportunities there to help us box stuff or load trucks or sweep floors or whatever on those days. As well as the third Thursday of every month at 9 a.m., we uh, we do a, a food giveaway here at our warehouse to our ministries. About 50 ministries will come through so on the third Thursday at 9 a.m. and then every Wednesday night um, I've said her name a few times Miss Julie has groups that come in and separates food out makes food boxes up and um, those are pretty popular so you kind of have to go through her for that um, to to get on her schedule because a lot of people want to come be part of that but the daytime stuff you can just show up any any Wednesday any Friday six to noon, or that third Thursday at 9 a.m. You can just show up and be part of it.
2: All
0: righty. Sounds good. Then a lot, a lot to look at a lot for our listeners to take in. And like I said, if you're looking to be a part of something good that helps folks right here in our backyard, that's uh, Mike Womack with Feed America First. I employ you to reach out and uh, see if you can't find some dates. And, you know, you mentioned just coming in on those dates whenever between six and noon makes that pretty user friendly as far as, uh, you know, people are unsure about their work schedule, but would like to volunteer. So uh, sounds like a winner. Mike, we thank you so much for uh, giving us some time this morning. Any final thoughts before we let you go?
1: Well, I just encourage people, uh, first of all, thank you to uh, any of your listeners that have been part of helping us continue to grow. Um, 2020 was a crazy year for all of us, but for Feet America First, uh, God really blessed us. We grew in an incredible way. We couldn't have done that without our volunteers, um, not only given time but also given money. So we, we, we thank you for that and um, con- you know continue to think about us in 2021. And going further, um, go to com. go to our Facebook page. You can find plenty of information about us, and we would love to have you uh, partner up with us, whether it be physically or financially, either one. We would love to have you.
0: All righty, Mike. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll catch up with you guys a little later. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, I was Mike Womack from Feed America First. Our first guest this morning here on the Action Line. We're going to take a quick time out, take a look at that weather and traffic for you, and uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes with our next guest. I'd like to say quickly, good morning and. Uh, welcome on becky bookner our good neighbor of the day and nathan crank who was our birthday winner this morning he's going to be getting some uh, delicious banana pudding from our friends over at slick pig barbecue so nathan and uh, becky good morning to both of you guys and uh, we'll be right back with you just in a few
3: more moments winter finally hitting hard all over welcome and hello again everyone for tennessee home and farm radio i'm lee maddox what are the agricultural impacts of expanding extreme cold weather across the country Stephanie Ho has the story.
4: The recent spell of extreme cold has been expanding its footprint across the country.
5: We started seeing the bitter cold building in in early February, and it's been not a sudden event, but kind of a creeping event as the cold air just has been edging its way a little bit further southward and eastward and now westward over time. And we're seeing more and more of the country encompassed by this shallow layer of Arctic air.
4: USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says the core regions of concern so far have been the Plains and the Midwest.
5: That is an area where we have seen consistently sub-zero temperatures day after day as far south as Kansas, in northern missouri and then stretching eastward into parts of the great lakes region these
4: cold temperatures are in stark contrast to previous mildness
5: we are coming off a record warm november to january for the dakotas and near record warmth in a number of states elsewhere across the northern plains and midwest so it's been a shock to the system
4: it's been a shock for humans but also for livestock
5: producers have been able to try to shelter animals as much as possible provide more feed
4: He said proper feeding is important because
5: a lot of the animal's energy goes into just staying warm, trying to stay warm. So it's tough to maintain or gain weight during those times and so as this protracted cold spell goes on day after day that does become a concern for some of the livestock.
4: The stress on livestock has been compounded by wintry weather.
5: When you get the wind, the cold and the snow all combined at the same time it makes it exceedingly difficult because the animals can get wet if they're not sheltered and that can increase the risk of illnesses such as pneumonia.
4: This is Stephanie Ho for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C.
3: Definitely a hard winner right now for Tennessee Farmers. For Tennessee Home and Farm Radio, I'm Lee Maddox. Good morning. they are wrapping up the paperwork on this earlier crash on 24 westbound here at 231 Shelbyville Highway. Again, uh, they did a good job of moving this over to the side and getting it open pretty quickly here on 24 westbound. Again, here at Shelbyville Highway, Highway 231. Ripley's Aquarium in the Smokies will be hosting Sleep of the Sharks coming up March 27th. You can find out all the details at Ripley's Aquarium on I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic
6: has become mostly sunny here this afternoon with a high in the low 30s north winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour tonight partly cloudy skies alone near 10 above i'm meteorologist jennifer voychiecki on news radio
4: wgns currently it's 15.
7: this is amanda at animal city inviting your family to come do business with my family as pet parents we know that pets make our lives better Here at Animal City, we love to help make the lives of our customers' pets better, too. Whether it's helping you select a premium quality food that your finicky cat will love, a cute new toy for the dog, or carrying a hard-to-find item for your small animal friend, we are happy to put our 30 years of pet experience to work for you. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro.
3: Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. I'm always one of those that goes on and off diets. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. And you know, at Demas's, one of the things that I started doing because of my own eating habits is, is we have a low calorie menu and a low carb menu. So, depending on whatever diet that you like, we have options for you that are available at Demas's. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's.
8: We chase at it five. It's all sports talk with Marty Hale Jr. and Tim Tackert here on WGNS. We're local. We know sports.
0: Welcome back in 826. The time is we're just about halfway home here on the action line this morning. Patience Long from Center for the Arts still set to join the show here in just a few moments as we'll chat with them and well they seem to be one of those types of uh, groups of people that can kind of overcome anything so whenever they get presented a challenge a unique challenge maybe it's uh, the snow and the ice that's covered Murfreesboro or uh, different things we saw last year they uh, you know they always seem to kind of have a backup plan and a a way to push through so we're excited to hear from them coming up this hour and again that'll be in about 10 minutes just uh, near the last third of the hour we'll catch up with them. I'd like to say good morning to our good neighbor of the day. Today, that's Becky. Bookner, and that's for her patriotism and going out of her way to thank soldiers for her service. Becky Bookner will receive flowers from Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, as well as us here at News Radio WGNS. Becky, we thank you for all you do and being such a good neighbor. Also want to say good morning to our birthday club winner today. He'll be getting some delicious banana pudding from our friends over at Slick Pigs Barbecue. That's Nathan Crank, who got that call in from his mom and his stepdad this morning, making sure he was taken care of and wishing a very happy 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 birthday. We also had a uh, Carter Holmes who came in this morning, and uh, he's on the birthday list turning two. So that's always a fun one. We always like to have the uh, youngsters listen to WGNS and – uh, always fun to celebrate the birthdays with them. So, lots of good stuff going on there. Hey, if you head over to the website, uh, lots of closures and cancellations across the city today and uh, snow patrol closings and cancellations. That's going to be in the breaking news column right when you go to WGNSradio.com. So, if you're looking for any information there, that would be a great place to start. We will, of course, keep you updated as first as we know. We will let you, the listener, know. Same with the road work and uh, traffic and weather uh, that has just been unique, to say the least, this week. So, uh Slots going on there. And just to kind of put a cap on that, for the first time in 20 plus years. For Murfreesboro Medical Clinic, uh, they were closed for consecutive days due to weather. So not something we see very often. It's been 20 or more years since we've had weather that bad uh, that we had this week that had to close the Murfreesboro Medical Clinic for multiple days uh, due to inclement weather. So uh, many of us out there listening know all about that as we've just kind of had to navigate the city this week and uh, deal with some of that crazy, crazy weather. Lots more on the website. If you check it out, that's WGNs. Radio.com, also an online portal for dropping birthdays and Good Neighbor of the Day submissions. So that's pretty easy. If you drop their name, contact information, we will reach out. We will get a hold of them if they uh, win. And... Get them some uh, sweet treats. Get them some banana pudding. And uh, maybe get them some flowers from our friends over at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Great way to uh, reward the good folks that we share our community with. All right. We're going to take a time out. We'll be back in just a moment. Coming up, Patience Long joining us from Center for the Arts. We'll be back with her in just a few.
7: If you've ever had your hearing assessed, you may be unaware that your hearing is reported as a number. That number should be more widely used, says Frank Lynn, a hearing expert at Johns Hopkins, in a position paper advocating its use. And knowing your number is about to become much more helpful.
3: I think there are a few things converging here that make this really appealing for the public, too. Is one is obviously this growing awareness of hearing support. Everyone sort of knows it, and everyone knows their grandparents and their parents have it. The second big thing that's converging, too, though, is that one of our big wins a few years ago as a senator was getting the over-the-counter hearing aid passed in Congress. That was set to be enacted. It should have been a few months ago, but it got delayed because FD's swamped COVID right now. But it should be essentially next year then, which means in beginning next year, end of next year, there'll be over-the-counter hearing aids from Samsung, Apple, Bose, companies like that.
7: Lynn says these devices, known now as PADs, will then be allowed to be marketed to help with hearing loss. At Chance Hopkins, I'm Elizabeth Tracy.
8: CEO Radio, I'm Ray Hoffman. 2014 was the year that Greece's unemployment rate started coming down again, after four years of continuous sharp increases. The brain drain of young Greeks having to leave the country for opportunities elsewhere began to slow, in part because of a job training program called Regeneration, started by the Coca-Cola Hellenic Bottling Company, the Coca-Cola Foundation, and the New York-based Hellenic Initiative, whose executive director, Peter Polos, works with about 600 Greek companies all looking for talent.
9: We find them the talent. We train the talent. That talent, that individual, is then placed in a six-month paid internship at that company in the hopes that the company will retain them on a permanent basis. We have a 92% success rate with that program.
8: More about the Hellenic Initiative on CEO Radio at Radio.com. I'm Ray Hoffman. Hi,
1: I'm Wade Hayes, owner of Toots Good Food and Fun. I strongly believe that volunteers make a positive difference in the quality of life here in our community.
10: Becky Lanham loves to help others. She's a double past president of the Murfreesboro Kiwanis Club, also actively volunteers with the Girls' Softball League, an advisor of Laverne High School's Key Club, project chair and on the board of the Candle Wishes Foundation, and volunteers with the Tennessee Rehabilitation Center. Thank you, Becky Lanham, for all that you do for this community.
1: At Toots, we strongly believe that it's important for every one of our citizens to give some of their time and talent back into the community. And we want to honor these individuals with a Toots gift certificate good at any of our Rutherford County locations. 860 Northwest Broad Street on Church Street in the Barfield area, in Smyrna on Sam Ridley, and Toots West on Franklin Road at Rucker Lane.
10: Listen closely, it's time for WGNS Good Neighbor Events. The Garden Basics class is pretty different this year due to the pandemic. It's all online, but still every Thursday night, starting the first Thursday in March. And if several of you are using the same computer to take the class on, that one fee covers all of you $50. Phone the Ag Center now and sign up. Stay Apart Park Ball is all this month virtually. For more information, get with the American Heart Association. Now through May the 31st, the Rutherford County Library System is saying thank you to our frontline heroes. They're doing this by extended checkout periods and no fines for overdue materials. Thank you. Don't throw away old glory. Bring your tattered American flag to WGNS and let the scouts from BSA Troop 2019 at Trinity United Methodist Church retire it with dignity. WGNS is at 306 South Church Street. We also recycle Bibles.
8: He's local. Certified financial planner Jason Qualls. Financial Coaching Radio. Weekdays at four on News Radio WGNS.
2: Valentine's with Vinegar. This is Soundbites and I'm Jan Ziff. Valentine's Day is great. The soft lights, the romance, the clinking glasses, and the candy delights except it wasn't always like that. When Valentine's Day first caught on as a secular holiday in the middle of the 19th century, there was plenty of acid to cut the sugar. At scrapalbum.com svcomic, you'll find a side of Valentine's Day you probably don't know about, the tradition of the comic Valentine. These poisonous little cards were intended to be sent anonymously to people you didn't like. And even by today's easy standards, they can be startlingly harsh, grotesque, Spiteful and rude. In other words, they'd be Twitter if Twitter had existed in 1844. If you've had enough Valentine's schmaltz for one year, visit scrapalbum.com/svcomic. With sound bites, I'm Jan Ziff for CBS News.
9: Hey everyone, it's Jeff Gerstmann from GiantBomb.com, and I'm here with the latest from the world of video games. If you're still on the hunt for a PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X, you may have to keep on hunting. Reports of chip shortages appear to be hitting the consoles extra hard with Sony recently stating that they'd be unable to ramp up supply anytime soon. Maybe that's just as well, as there aren't that many huge games out yet that only run on the new hardware. This week, though, Sony released Destruction All-Stars, a PlayStation 5-exclusive game that's only available to members of its online-focused PlayStation Plus service. Considering the main draw of the game is online multiplayer, that makes perfect sense. What made less sense was the company's original plan to put this game out at launch and try to charge $70 for it because it's a pretty thin experience. That doesn't mean Destruction All-Stars is a bad game, though. It's sort of a cross between the style of Rocket League, the characters and abilities of Overwatch, and the basic thrills of a Destruction Derby game. If you have PlayStation Plus, give it a look. It's a free add-on until April. For more news and reviews from the world of video games, find me at GiantBomb.com.
0: righty, folks, 836 the time, and if you're joining us, we thank you for making us a part of your morning today and uh, hope you're out there traveling safely and keeping yourself warm, getting that car preheated and thawed out before you drive around. I don't know how many times I saw somebody with a big sheet of ice fall right off the top of their car driving down the middle of the road, and that kind of stops your heart there for a second, kind of freaks you out a little bit. So uh, make sure you take all those precautions and uh, travel out there safely and uh, treat us all Treat all one another well as we're all uh, trying to just navigate this winter wonderland that we got uh, presented this week. So lots of fun stuff there. Our next guest, Patience Long from Center for the Arts. And I was bragging on just a little bit. I said, anytime there's a problem or something comes up that is unexpected, these guys are the first ones to tackle it. So I wanted to catch up with them as uh, we're just dealing with this winter weather and uh, see how they were doing. So Patience, good morning.
6: Good morning.
0: How are you today?
6: I'm doing good. I'm, I'm, I'm at home, hunkered down. Um, and we're about to go outside after this and go build a snowman.
0: All righty. Are we doing any sledding today? Are we getting any hot chocolate involved? Is it going to be a snow day?
6: All of the above, <laughs> I think. All the, the kids want to do all the things.
0: So they have
6: done all the things all week, but they want to do it again. So.
0: <laughs> all righty. Well, fun stuff. This is uh, one of those unique times we'll remember this winter, probably particularly for a good portion of our lives. Just that one really icy week, the really snowy week we had in Tennessee. I've been here for a couple of years. This is more snow than I've seen in all the years combined. So,
6: uh... well, like um, you know, my husband and I moved to Rochester, New York. We lived there for about four years. We lived in Bloomington, Illinois, for three years. So we're used to snow, um, but this is very strange for Tennessee. Like when I looked outside, there were six inches on top of. I was like we got some snow so it's it's actually been really fun you know um and now with all of us able i mean i think all society almost able to work from home a lot of us like you know it doesn't really cut into work that much you can still work and go play and come back you know because you're set up at home now so
0: right right Well, I wanted to ask you, I know a lot of people this week have had to close down, shut down, reschedule, and that's something we're kind of getting used to these last uh, 18 months or so uh, for a a variety of reasons, but um, you guys had some classes and some workshops and that coming up that we were looking forward to, and uh, anything that we need to know as far as listeners that, you know, maybe we're looking forward to some of these events that are going to be rescheduled, moved around for this week?
6: Yeah, so actually, um, we kind of built in with the COVID, with our after-school classes, like you know, we might have to have a whole class quarantine or, you know, it, it just all depends on, you know, if they've been exposed or whatever. So what we did this we're, you know, we canceled classes all this week because we, safety number one, um, and parents were kind of prepared for it. Um, and we're planning to make up some of the classes the last week that we're going to be in. Um, so really for us, we didn't have any um, – we really didn't have anything planned other than after-school classes. So we canceled those. And then today, I swear you always get me on the days that exciting things are happening. We have launched <laughs> – two things we have launched our tickets on sale for our march production of tuck everlasting Um, that's with these kids now uh, the after school classes there's a production class and they'll be taking the stage at cannonsburg in march and then we also launched our next round of csa classes that are live just this morning on the website so lots of exciting things
0: fantastic and that's k through 18 so it's kindergarten through the end of high school this is all ages
6: All ages, Um, and, you know, we have different classes for different, so, like, the little minis is what we call them. They're ages 5 to 8. We've got a minis class which teaches the basic fundamentals of acting, singing, dancing, understanding what theater is, performing, auditions. Um, And then, you know, as they go, I've seen some of these kids, I've been here for five and a half years. Some of these kids that are are on Tuck Everlasting Stage started in our minis class. So, like, it's really fun to see them kind of grow up you know, when they're five and six, getting the little minis classes all the way up to our production classes. So it's been fun watching them all grow.
0: And just more uh, of, of why well, it's important to, uh, you know, be able to put these uh, productions on and, and work with what we got and get them out there because uh, would have been a lot of missed opportunities had they not been able to, to do some of these shows. And I know, uh, you know, so many of your... Uh, People there are so excited to do these shows. It's, you know, they, they look forward to it for a year and, and often are practicing for that role for a better part of the year. So, um, yeah, know, and really happy. And, you know,
6: parents, too. Parents, you know, like when we, we did shut down for a little while when COVID happened and then we shifted to online classes. But the parents, I think more so than the children, were so ready for these kids to get back out um, and, and, and participate in things that were safe. So we were happy in October. We were able to kind of take our CSA classes back to where they were in person. A lot of tweaks, of course. We had smaller classes. We had to wear masks. But parents are really grateful that their kids have somewhere positive to go. You know, they get really great um, skills. They get communication skills, teamwork, confidence building, all of those things they learn while doing theater. Um, and it's a it's a family-friendly. You know, they're <clears throat> these kids are family. So, um it's really good to see them in the building and the building being utilized again because it's set still for so long you
0: know absolutely I know when we we had spoken when covid first happened that was that was one of the things was uh you know trying to just figure out how to get in the building, just try to figure out if we could stream if we could do this or that just to get these things off the ground and uh good news though that, that this time this year things are looking a little more promising uh, oh
6: yeah. I mean, everyone asks me, like, the timeline. Like, when do you think you're actually open for indoor productions again? Because everything we're planning right now is still outdoor. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we say we think maybe October. It seems like the consensus for others around us is like definitely August, October, but we're not making any hard plans until we get closer and closer, um, you know, to that time to see, you know, what the new guidelines are and what they're recommending. So we're fingers crossed. that will be October. We'll start some of our bigger shows again indoors. And then maybe 2022 might be a normal season. We'll
0: see. (laughs) Looking forward to that. So tuck everlasting right around the corner. I know you guys have something special for Mother's Day coming up this year, coming up in May. Would you talk about that if you would?
6: Yeah, so we have, um, it's a new show we've never done. It's called the Savannah Sipping Society. And um, we thought this would be really fun for a girls' night out and literally out because it's going to be outdoors. Um, It's going to be around Mother's Day weekend, so the May 7th, 8th, and 9th. We're still trying to find the perfect venue for it because we really do want it like like a girls' night out or take your, you know, like take your mother there and stay friendly covid friendly type environment where you can have fun with your friends that you probably haven't seen in a while and watch something on the stage which you probably haven't done in a while um and we're actually doing auditions for that right now we're looking for it's only four women so we're looking for four women to audition and all the information is on our website borougharts.org and it's a video submission so you don't even have to go in person to do this you can you know have several takes of an audition which is not typical normally it's just one time and done. Um, so it's 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 going to be a really fun, female friendly show, and female friendly performances. So we're looking forward to that.
0: All righty, that's going to be coming up in May. And uh, you know what? What anything else on the horizon for the summer that we can kind of tease and let our listeners know about that? Uh, you know, maybe isn't right around the corner, but I know uh, the Mother's Day event coming up in a few months. Anything else uh, around the corner that we could talk about?
6: So we, we can't talk about it yet, but just know that we're planning something um, at the end of July, maybe beginning of August. Um, still maybe outdoors, but something bigger outdoors. Um, kind of like set the scene for the next phase of, you know, live theater. So can't really tell you what it is right now because we haven't kind of firmed up all the details, but it's coming.
0: A lot will have to be breaking news once we figure it out. I think we've done that once or twice on here with you guys. <laughs> the, uh, debuting information right here on WGNS, so that's always uh, always something to look forward to for us. Yeah. All righty. Well, fantastic Patience. Any final thoughts today? And uh, I know, um, you know, say classes have been postponed, some of them, but um, all that information up on the website, if anybody's uh, listening and and missed any of that, that they were wanting to go back, uh, borougharts.org has all that information on there, also some information uh, on some of these upcoming productions we've talked about and shows and that. So uh, lots of ways to figure out what's going on and and be a part of the action. Absolutely.
6: So go to borougharts.org. And we do have tickets live right now for um, our next show, Tuck Everlasting. Um, It's going to be at Cannonsburg. It's on March 12th and 13th. That's Friday night at 7 and Saturday at 3 and 7. Um, It is a cute coming-of-age show. Um, We have about 15 performers in it. General admission seating, it's $15. Um, It's outdoors. We'll make sure you're socially distanced from other groups. And if you go to our website, borougharts.org, you can buy tickets for that now. And like I mentioned, we just unveiled our spring classes for our center stage academy and our production class um we can tell you now is little women so we're doing little women the play for our production class for april and we're actually having two casts so we have after school classes monday wednesday for one cast and tuesday thursday for another class um so this should be a really good one um i love little women i've loved it since i saw the winona Ryder movie (laughs) loved it the new movie that just came out so i'm really excited about this one
0: Awesome. Awesome. You mentioned a lot of these classes. Some of these kids will come in here and they'll start there. And then, you know, years, years later, they'll be in some of these productions and you get to see them kind of grow through, uh, you know, grow with you guys. Uh, Paint a a picture for us. What do these classes look like? Is it, um, you know, kind of a crash course? If if you've never done anything like this before, can you can you jump on in and kind of get caught up? Uh, Would you recommend maybe starting somewhere if if you're new to this and, and are more of a beginner?
6: Yeah, so what I always recommend is that if your child or if you notice that they might have a passion for performing or or they want to be involved in something but you can't find the right fit like t- you know sports or something I always recommend coming to our CSA classes and starting a musical theater class we always have a musical theater class. It is not the minis, it's not beginner, it's more intermediate of acting, singing, dancing, and that really gives you a kind of feel for all the things you might want to do. Maybe you like acting more, maybe you like singing more, maybe you like the dancing. Um, So come and do that. Some kids do that for one year, two years, and then they are like, you know, I feel confident enough to audition for the production classes. Um, So that's what I always recommend to parents. Start with the musical theater class unless they're little. If they're little, you can start with the minis class. Also with musical theater, you get a really good, um, we have a combo class called Act Up. Um, so with your musical theater, you get the Act Up class, and that's a really intensive acting workshop um, to really hone your acting skills, um, learn common mistakes of beginning actors, lots of things that can then kind of cover in that Act Up class that will lend you, if you want to continue to be on stage, and lend you well you know, to, to other endeavors. And we also have visual arts classes now. Um, Tabby Loyal, who works in the office, is also an artist um, on the side. And she is doing something really fun called aesthetic arts this time. So the new thing with kids is aesthetically doing stuff for your room and putting, you know, weaving things up. So she's doing an aesthetic arts class with children, um, and that takes place on Wednesdays now. So we, we have it for all different kind of types of art.
0: Fantastic. We just did get a listener question that came in. While we still have you here, I'd like to ask you, uh, they're asking about the uh, virtual art tours. And I believe last time we spoke, you guys had uh, kind of a virtual art gallery that was being yeah. set up. Any, any more of that we can expect this year?
6: Yeah, so we still have our online art gallery up right now. And the next show we're working on, which isn't confirmed yet, but I know we're working on it, is we always do, in a normal year, um, a home, uh, a private school and homeschool art show. So we tell these private schools and home schools to get your children to do art we hang it on the wall we have a competition and of course we can't do that this year because of COVID. so now we're trying to take that online so submit your art we'll put it online we'll still have you know people judging and we can still award you know recognition to the top prizes or whatever so we're hoping to work on that and get that up probably in march at some point um but no no firm details on when that's going to go up
0: all righty, and again, we can recommend if people want more information, head over to the website, borougharts.org. Uh, all that information will be on there and much, much more. It's more fun to have us talk about it. But if you miss anything, uh, then you can go on the website and find all anything that you might have missed if, uh, if you are curious in any of that. So, Patience, thank you so much for uh, giving us a few minutes today. I would like to just give you the floor. Any final thoughts? And I uh, wish you have a, a great and a very warm and safe weekend.
6: Yes, I, want, I wish everyone safe. Um, if you've got someone, either your child or a friend's child, just check our website out. Because you never know, you know, what you could spark in them at a young age. Um, And then also, you know, know that we'll be back probably in the fall. So don't forget about us. And if anyone feels the need to make a donation, we are a nonprofit and we we do accept donations. So you can do that straight on our website, too, at borougharts.org.
0: All righty. Don't forget about those gift cards as well. Last time we spoke, that was a hot ticket absolutely. for uh, folks who are uh, looking to get gifts for upcoming shows, and that they can be used down the road for uh, you know for different productions that are upcoming. So uh, absolutely, it's a think great way to support well.
6: any local theaters by gift cards because they don't expire and you can use them when they are able to open again.
0: All righty. We're well, looking forward to that, and looking forward to our next conversation. We'll have to have you guys on again soon. And, uh, Patience, always a pleasure.
6: Thanks so much, Nick. You guys have a great
0: day. All right. You too. Alrighty, folks, it is 10 minutes to the top of the hour. We got some updates on closures coming up for you right around the corner. Good neighbor events as well. We're going to take a look at it all, and we'll be right back. Truman Show coming up in the 9 o'clock hour with some live music. So stick around. That will be a good time. Rutherford issues to follow.
8: Crow. Weekday mornings, 6 to 7. 50. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk.
3: Good morning. We're wrapping up the paperwork on this earlier crash on 24 westbound here at the 231 Shelbyville Highway. Again, uh, they did a good job of moving this over to the side and getting it open pretty quickly here on 24 westbound. Again, here at Shelbyville Highway, Highway 231. Ripley's Aquarium in the Smokies will be hosting Sleep of the Sharks coming on March 27th. You can find out all the details at Ripley'sAquariumofthesmokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck When you're on-time traffic.
6: Sky has become mostly sunny here this afternoon with a high in the low 30s. North winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy
4: skies, a low near 10 above. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 15.
11: A heart for healing. When life challenges
3: become a torrential flood, there are local doctors, nurses, and medical technicians who help you maneuver the swift waters.
11: Gordon Ferguson, President and CEO of St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital.
10: Neurosurgeon Dr. George Lynn is our Heart for Healing honoree. A listener writes, I was experiencing so much pain that it was getting difficult to walk. That's when my family doctor suggested
7: I should see Dr. George Lynn. The minute he walked into the examining room, his easy demeanor puts you at ease. Dr. Lynn went over the results of my MRI and clearly explained what was happening. He told me about different procedures that might help. Thankfully, the epidural steroid
10: injection brought me back to normalcy. Neurosurgeon Dr. George Lynn is our Heart for Healing honoree and receives dinner for two at the fabulous Alley on Main Street Restaurant.
11: Submit your Heart for Healing nomination to WGNS.
7: Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. It is important that we honor our American veterans
4: every day. That's why Family Staffing Solutions takes great pride in saluting our local veterans here in Rutherford County. Veterans, we thank you, and your story matters to us. Family Staffing Solutions, stay independent at home and in charge.
3: Honoring and remembering
10: those who served in our military, here is today's Salute to Veterans. James Deck, better known as J.D., flew a C-130 in Vietnam. When we went for the
11: long tour, we were stationed in CCK, Taiwan, which is a little town, but a humongous field in the central part of Taiwan. They had like a 12,000-foot runway, which we didn't need. We could land 12 times on that. But it had been a sack base, and they'd moved them all and over, so they put us there. With our wonderful president we had at the time, he didn't want it to look like we were had a massive move into Vietnam.
10: In this salute, we talked to a veteran who fought in the Vietnam War.
11: Many other people were stationed in Okinawa and whatever, and we'd go flying country for 28 days a month. Two days a month, we had to go someplace, Thailand, Japan, Taiwan, whatever, and it didn't count as a Vietnam tour. We weren't there. We were TDY.
10: James Deck in Vietnam.
11: I was still from Iowa at that time. I'd go home, and all the farmers would gather around me, and they'd say, how are we doing? And I developed an answer that befuddled them. I said, if you can tell me what one thing, if gained, is victory, I can tell you how we're doing. Otherwise, I don't have a notion. I said, I know what I'm doing, and I'm proud of it, but I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what the goal is. I said, the only way I think we can win Vietnam right now is to pave it, but you can't win it, and of
10: course we didn't. This has been a salute to veterans. If you know a veteran you'd like to highlight, let wg know, and we'll honor them in our daily salute to veterans.
0: Welcome back in. It is 8.54 and you're listening to News Radio WGNS, our third guest this hour. And, well, we welcome on Lisa Trail from Murfreesboro City Schools just getting ready to talk about some closures in and around the area for school. And uh, we mentioned the cold patrol information, all available on WGNSRadio.com. But always a better time to catch up with Lisa Trail and Murfreesboro City Schools. So we figured we'd bring her on personally. Lisa, good morning.
7: Good morning.
0: How are you today? Thanks for joining us.
7: Uh, I'm Very well.
0: Thanks for having me. So I wanted to kind of just see how things have been with you guys this past week for uh, Murfreesboro City Schools. I know some closures uh, and a lot of people are are out there uh, probably glad they didn't have to get out in that nasty weather and uh, try to get the kids around and and get off to school, whether they're teaching or uh, learning. But uh, talk about this past week. It's been a unique one
7: it has it's actually been a beautiful week um after we got past the ice so if i was going to have a snow day this is the kind of weather <laughs> i actually like to have the snow day on so we can get out and play and actually build some snowmen out there instead of just icy wet so kids have to stay inside
0: yeah, I agree with you. And uh, we were just talking off the air about doing some sledding and some of that kind of fun stuff. And I was uh, I was smart enough to do sledding while it was icy. And uh, this is much better when you got a little snow and a little cushion to hit the ground with.
7: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, so, you know, for, for parents out there, and I, I know, uh, you know, you guys do a great job of communicating and getting those messages out. And, um, you know, certainly getting that information to us helps because we can let our listeners know. Um, but when things like this happen, everybody's kind of day by day trying to figure out, are we going to be in class t- Tomorrow, how do we get the kids in there? Um, especially with this last year with COVID, I know I know getting kids in the classroom is uh, more important now than ever just because there's been so many missed days. Um, but what's the best way to stay on that beat and to stay up-to-date with you guys? And, again, you guys do a great job of reaching out to parents. But uh, for folks out there who maybe are new to Rutherford County Schools um, and Murfreesboro City Schools, what's, what's a great way to, to kind of stay in touch with you guys about these uh, types of cancellations?
7: Well, I think the best uh, – way obviously is well it's not obvious for those who don't have children in our schools we do call every parent to let them know uh, that school is on or school is off it's been a little bit easier this week because it just came in at a timing that we could call at noon and say you know we're off tomorrow it would have been wonderful to have been able to say on monday we're off all week so parents could plan but you just don't know in tennessee what that weather is going to be the next day so uh we did do it day by day, as Rutherford County did as well and uh so they do receive those phone calls they receive emails uh as far as the general public you know we really try to let our uh news sources know uh, w g n s and the daily news Journal and the post and nashville t v so it is just pretty much if you turn on any media source, whether it's social media or television, you should see we're, we're closed um Again, this week was a lot easier because, it, you know, we could tell by noon we're not going to open the following day. A little bit harder when we have those 4 a.m. decisions to make. And, again, those typically go out to the parents and staff first and then to the media But honestly, almost the same time
0: absolutely and like you said a lot of that just really can't be predicted some of it is you know day by day and and hour by hour even especially when it's real early in the morning like that but uh, certainly yes. the safety of the kids and the and the teachers and staff and that is is important so a uh, tough call but but one you guys have to make certainly
7: yeah and we really have to look at if it's safe for a bus to drive I mean that's you know we do get some calls sometimes about the roads are are fine or to that extent and you want to go but I'm not driving an 80-passenger bus, and we have to look at those side streets and sidewalks and how how cold is it for the children to be standing out waiting on the bus to come. And so we do want to err on the side of caution. And I know it's been really difficult this year because, you know, we have been in and out of school because of COVID. Uh, We've actually stayed in school more probably as far as Rutherford County and Murfreesboro than just about any other district or districts in uh, Tennessee, because we want children in school. We, we want them there, but we want to make sure it's a safe place, whether it's um, you know safe to drive or safe because of COVID. But certainly it looks like the weekend is going to thaw us out, and we're looking forward to seeing a lot of children on Monday morning at school.
0: All righty. Well, fantastic. Looking forward to that. And a reminder to our listening audience, the kids will be back out Monday. Watch for the buses. Uh, keep an eye on that for your morning commute and afternoon commute as always. Uh, Lisa, we are out of time, but I thank you so much for giving us a few minutes and uh, keeping us updated as you guys do with Murphy'sboro City Schools. Uh, always a pleasure to catch up. If you guys need anything, we're here for you. So just let us know if we can help. All right.
7: Thank you. Be careful
0: in those flood. All right. Will do. Thank you. <laughs> All
7: right. Bye-bye.
0: Alrighty, folks that wraps us up for this hour and uh we got truman jones and some live music for you coming up next hour so don't touch that dial lots going on this morning we'll be here for all of it and we'll be right back
10: Have you experienced the nightmare of
3: water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Veteran and locally owned, fast and available 24-7. Restoration One offers preventative maintenance so that you never have to experience a loss like this again. Restoration One, the water damage experts. News Radio,
8: WGNS, Murfreesboro, the voice of Rutherford County, and the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. The Gordas clock shows it's 9 o'clock.
10: Old friends, new name, better together.
8: Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center.
10: I'm Ron Jordan. How bad's the weather? Murfreesboro Medical Clinic will reopen Friday, but this past week has been the longest stretch they have ever been shut down. News Radio WGNS spoke to Murfreesboro Medical Clinic CEO Joey P, who said they had to do what was best for their patients.
1: Not everyone has a steady gait, but even on ice, uh, I would say we all have quite an unsteady gait. In thinking what's the the best interest of our patients and then our staff and physicians trying to get around, we decided to close, as I think a lot of other businesses
11: have.
10: He says before this week, the longest it ever been shut down was just one day.
8: Lawmakers in Tennessee are unveiling a bill that was-